All right, just thinking about it. Just thinking about it. I kind of see a picture. Hey, there it goes. All right. Woo, I'm back, baby. Ah, seven pounds lighter, <laughs> but I'm back. <laughs> Oh, welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 239, your once-week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Rhett. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us on this Wednesday night, and thank you, Rhett, for getting over to your side of the screen again. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. We read all Super Chats on the air, so long as they will not permanently demonetize the channel. We do drink alcohol on the show, and if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the early goings, and we'll give some shout-outs in the chat as we go along. Last but not least, if you'd like to take part in the super-secret chat and the even more super-secret after-party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community that hangs out over there. And but there we first, go. But first, <laughs> what are we drinking? <laughs> That's right. Well, not even how are you? Not even like, hey, you feeling? I, no, just beer. I know how you are. <laughs> I mean, look, okay. You, you know what? Screw banter? common courtesy. <laughs> I'm going to open my beer first. Uh, today is all about Bend, Oregon. I've got a couple different brews from Bend, uh, starting with Crux Fermentation Project, the Tropicano Tropical IPA. Uh, this is clocking in at 6.7% and features, and I quote, experimental hop number 586. So, so right on the back. Sounds delicious. All right. Rhett, what are you uh what are you cracking open? Um, I've not had this one before. This is from Elysian Brewing. It's called Altered Contact Tart IPA. Hmm. Uh I don't know what they mean by tart IPA, but I have not seen that one before. Uh it all it should rewire your perception of IPAs with its electrifyingly tart and juicy demeanor. Uh, notes of orange, tangerine, mango, and pineapple. Hmm. No turning back now. Yeah. If they say so. <laughs> We're both a little uh, bright and tropical tonight. Uh, mine is, this is a limited release from Crux. It says, take a trip to the tropics with this bright IPA featuring an eruption of tropical hop flavor thanks to experimental hop number 586. Notes of mango, guava, lychee, and citrus explode from the depths of a mellow malt foundation to reveal a beautifully balanced beer with a soft mouthfeel and a slightly sweet finish. Nice. I mean, Jeff, this is the first show officially of summer, so... It's true. Of course we're going to go a little... Yeah. A little nicer. Yeah. Uh, and can I just say, it's a gorgeous-looking beer. Oh, love it. <laughs> All right. Right off the bat, we do have a super chat from Tech Geek. Thank you so much for your continued patronage over uh, on the YouTubes. Uh, sends over $50. Welcome back, Jeff. Also, I love you and your work, but it's pronounced Nuck, not Nook. I'm willing to die on this hill. Uh, I was on the Intel campus in 2010 when they were talking about this. And even then, they were split on the pronunciation. Uh, 
The guy that I talked to said Nook, and Nook is how I say it. And you can die on that hill all you want. In the company of me, you're going to die alone. For 50 bucks, you know, we'll give you a little bit of wiggle room. <laughs> For 50 bucks, Rhett has no integrity. Like, you should see you the know. crap that I let him, that I, I get him to do over here. <laughs> You know, I was wondering, I was looking at the uh, the debate of the pronunciation on the on the comments for the video that we released today. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, a fair amount of people went back and forth about it. Yeah. But I got to thinking, I mean, what if it was nuke? You know, that's kind of a cool techie word. Nuke, you know? The Intel nuke. That right. sounds dope. Well, if you want to take the uh, the the Giffers argument with it, it is next unit of computing. So nuke it would be technically correct in in their you know non rule following you know acronym. I don't know, bro. Pronunciation. It follows, it follows all sorts of rules, just not the ones you like. Right. right. <laughs> I have to say. I have to say. Um, uh, I, I have long, long been a GIF, uh, sayer since, you know, I was around when they were created and, uh, all I ever knew it was as the band, as the dancing baby GIF. That's, that's how the first person said it to me. And so that's how I've always said it. Um, I don't care what's right. I don't care what's wrong, but I will also say that I believe the creator gets to name his own creation. And in that, in that uh idea or that that ideal uh it should be pronounced jeff well a couple of months ago i was looking around online because i uh i've always pronounced uh sudo and linux sudo that's how i say it i i had no idea there was even a community that said sudo and i went well that's <laughs> that just sounds Weird. It sounds wrong to me because everyone I've ever known in the Linux community around here says sudo. I've never once heard it pronounced sudo. Um, and, and since if it's going to be sudo, like it could also maybe be sudo. Right. Well, well, again, I, I'm a very big, you know, believer in that if you name something, you get to choose the name on it and choose the pronunciation and everything else. And uh, apparently, I know it stands for super user do, as in super user execute. Um, and so sudo would, but when you put them together, I just say sudo. It's always how I've said it. Well, apparently the original guy who wrote the command said it should be pronounced sudo. And I went, well, that's just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so you just go where... But see, I guess it I guess threw my entire was... perception of reality into question. It really did. So it seems like the rule that you follow is the way you heard it the first time, which I think is pretty common. I mean, right. if somebody introduces themselves to me with a certain name, uh -huh. like I swear to God, if I met you and you're like, hi, I'm Jeffrey, I would call you Jeffrey till the day I died. Yeah. Um, people have, I've been introduced to people with nicknames and mm -hmm. never known their real names, despite everybody then switches to using TJ, CJ, you know, I, right. I, I've known a number of people who go by that. And, um, you know, I, I have a really good friend named TJ. I don't know his actual name. <laughs> See, it's a perfect example, <laughs> but 
Yeah. I mean, you know, lots of ways to say stuff, I guess, but. Yeah. We do have more super chats. American Cosworth coming in hot with five American dollars. Remember, Tech Geek is a mud duck. They also say battery for battery and library for library. You should know this, don't you know? <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> don't you know? The only reason I know how people pronounce "don't you know" in uh, in you know the the Great White North uh, or you know the Dakotas and Minnesota and Wisconsin and whatnot is because of Bobby's World, uh, the old Howie Mandel cartoon. There you go. Yep. I always go to because uh, Mrs. Generic. I always go to uh, Metalocalypse to get that in my yeah. back of my mind. Yeah. There you go. I'm pretty sure Pickles has that uh, <laughs> that kind of accent a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all right, a couple more super chats. Uh, Denvera sends over two dollars. Thank you very much. I've always called it Geif, Jife, and Nuke Box. Yeah. Yeah, Nuke. A uh, lot, lot of pseudoers, uh, including uh, Denvera again saying Suso Suda, Susu Pseudo. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Kren sends over his five Aussie bucks, as always. Rhett, you want to follow this one up? Hi. Good eye, mate. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. And I think that catches us all up. Um, how is your your beer over there um it's I'm like halfway through it <laughs> um it's pretty good it's not what i thought it was gonna be it's you know it's kind of like a sour ipa um but they call it tart like right on the can and it's just it's just not tart enough for me yeah. i don't know where i gotta pull back for this thing but nah, it doesn't want to focus but <laughs> it's just not tart enough for me um yeah. i bought it because it said tart and i was at the store and every godforsaken beer on the shelf was a hazy and i love a hazy but like i just wasn't sometimes i don't right? <laughs> you know and you know and me it was a bunch of, yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes or all the time jeff uh but uh and also there were a bunch of hazies that i've had so uh, i was looking for something that excuse me would be uh you know unique and tart i love tart not this one. It's good though. Yeah, I'm starting not to uh, feel the best uh, this after uh, this evening. So it's like I'm been chugging water. I was telling Jeff b yeah. before, and now I've got this beer in front of me. And I'm just like draining it. <laughs> oh, this, so one, gotta... this one. This yeah. one is uh, <laughs> slightly thin. Um, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, uh, like it's. It's thin. It's not really complex. It's, I guess you can call it tropical, but tropical in like a, like a honeydew melon kind of sense. Uh, there's not really any guava or mango or like juicy tropical notes. It's very much a dry and slightly bitter and vegetal uh, kind of tropical, um, like sucking on a palm tree leaf. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I am a little disappointed. Oh. Excellent. So, uh, let's go ahead and jump into the news. Uh, let's do it. Starting off, uh, a very uh, topical article has... <laughs> uh, just today, uh, I released my uh, five-year unboxing of uh, a system that I've been after literally since it was announced, and that is the Hades Canyon Nook, the eighth-generation Nook. That was the, can I just say bastard child? Like, I don't want to get demonetized, but I feel like that's the only proper term for it. Uh, between AMD and Intel in the 8809G. It's a CPU that I've mentioned a number of times on this show. Uh, as always wanting to check out. And I finally found one in a price range that I found acceptable. Um, and it's a perfect working unit. I, I really looking forward to putting this thing through its paces. Anyway, uh, apparently the 13th generation Nook, which is due out in late 2022 or early 2023, uh, will reportedly drop NVIDIA, which has been... Uh, partnering with Intel for a couple of different nooks. They had a, a Maxwell-powered one. Um, I think that might have been the last one. Was uh, they they partnered and they uh, added up a a GTX 960 or something like that into the nook, the nook form factor. Gigabyte had a, a couple of models of that. I don't believe they ever had Pascal, Turing, or uh, Ampere versions, but. Intel is reportedly ditching NVIDIA for its own ARC-powered GPU, which makes a lot of sense when you say it out loud. Uh, so we all know that Intel is coming out with a, a gaming GPU uh, sometime this year, supposedly in Q3. Uh, and reportedly the next Nook is going to get the most powerful mobile variant of that ARC GPU. Uh, Again, it, it makes a lot of sense when you say it out loud and even more when you start typing it into an article, but, you know, it. why wouldn't you use your own product? Right. Like, like Apple's not seeking AMD for their onboard graphics of the M2. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, reportedly, the Arc A770M is going to have 16 execution units and up to 16 gigabytes of video memory uh, and will be the most powerful uh, card appearing in their mobile lineup. Uh, reportedly, they will have some desktop variants that are even more powerful, uh, but even this, even this model for the mobile variant is apparently in the same ballpark as the NVIDIA RTX 3060 Ti. Man, if they can approach that performance mark, I think this could be a really killer unit. Yeah, be interesting to see. Yep. Uh, Denver, $2. Sad we didn't get the 9809G with 7 nanometer Vega. Um, that would have needed to be, would that have been another year? When was 7 nanometer? Seven nanometer wasn't until 2020, and so it would have been 10th gen. Um, Cause uh, CES 20, was it 2020? Crap, now I don't remember. I think it was 2020 
No, it, uh, we listened to the seven nanometer announcement in the car on the way to Venetian. You and I did, right? It wasn't. Was it in the car? I, I'm, I'm beginning to recall uh, watching it on your phone, like in yes. the hotel or something like that. No, like, we did that for the Intel and the NVIDIA announcement. And and the NVIDIA one was funny because it was literally just a word-for-word -word recitement of what had happened at Gamescom back in, in October. Right. Um, so we just skipped that event entirely. Um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> the whole week just blends together. Yeah. Uh, we listened to a lot of things. Launch. Uh, no, I guess it would have been 2019. Okay, that's right. Okay, so that was us. So yeah, that would have been 9th gen. Okay, you're right. Sorry. 19 and 20 kind of blend together. Yeah, more than three years ago. <laughs> Good dude. God. It was like a billion years ago. Speaking of things that hurt to say out loud. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, reportedly the Nook will use uh, graphics that are on par with an RTX 3060 Ti. Yeah, Radeon 7 was February 2019. So yeah, it was, yeah. Okay, you are correct then. Pay no attention to me, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> what are you gonna do? Can't win them all, Jeff. That's right. Notice how I am totally accepting of being wrong and, and I don't challenge the results and say that, you know, revisionist history or anything. I, I just said, oh, there's some information. Cool. Now it's I, because now we're I remember. live and this will live forever. <laughs> VOD. <laughs> you're just you're just got that really good muscle reflex to just fight that urge to fight back down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to push this through the court system for the next six months. <laughs> yeah, and then somebody uh <laughs> somebody in December is going to do primetime TV spot yeah. uh, highlighting all of the reasons that you're wrong. Well, you know, what's great is I'm, I'm making a documentary of it, you know, just, just so, you know, prosperity, yeah. you know, future posterity's sake. Smart, smart. Yeah. No way smart. this comes back to bite me. There's no way this comes back you, to bite me. You got to know that when they come to me with that deal to flip, I'm going to take it. <laughs> Fifty dollars is fifty dollars. <laughs> uh, I ain't going down with this ship. <laughs> you know, it could be welcome back to craft computing. As always, I'm Rhett. <laughs> oh. Don't worry, Jeff. I'll make it a clean kill. <laughs> I don't want to see no it coming. Suffering. I don't want to yeah, see no it coming. <laughs> Suicide by two in the back of the head, you know. <laughs> so sorry, guys. Jeff couldn't be here, but I carry his spirit with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had like three more jokes, but it's like too many layers. <laughs> too many got layers. really morbid there yeah. too in my head. I was like jumping ahead. I was like, got your ashes in a little baggie in my pocket or something. Yeah. Like, uh, let's just get, get this back on. Track. Spread me out on the floor of the Venetian. <laughs> God, I put him to rest where I always wanted to go. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, micro SD cards are getting how big? 
Uh, Micron has said they are bringing a 1.5 terabyte micro SD card to market aimed at video surveillance. So this is going to be a right endurant card. Uh, and it will reportedly be out sometime this year. Uh, 1.5 terabyte capacity is enough to hold four months of continuously recorded 1080p 60 footage. Wow. At, you know, the four megs of, of you know, webcam capture rate. But, uh, yeah, here's a, here's a picture go. of the beast. It looks rather like a micro SD card. But you know what ticks me off the most? Is I literally just bought a one terabyte <laughs> SD card to put in my Steam Deck. And I went, I'm on top of the world. There's nothing bigger than this. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> How much did that cost you? Uh, not nearly as much as it probably should have. Like, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. I, I bought it on, by the way, this is a Lexar card. It is a name brand, actual one terabyte card. Um, whoa, whoa. Shilling much for Lexar? Jeez. I, I'm just saying there's a lot of fake cards that happen to be on Amazon. You can. That's, I'm always so scared of buying SD cards for that exact reason. Yeah. I've gotten a few duds. And not even buying like off-brand stuff. Like it looks like legit stuff. Uh, this was one hundred and thirty-five dollars. That's not that bad, actually. It's not that bad. I mean, I don't know that I've spent. I know I've spent one hundred and thirty-five dollars on, like, like. Well, heck, I have that bottle of Jameson here. Uh, like, I know I've spent one hundred and thirty-five dollars before on things that are consumable. I don't know. I've ever spent $135 on something that I might accidentally swallow. <laughs> yeah. That amount of memory years and years ago, that's like unheard of. That's like trillions of dollars of... <laughs> Rhett, I've bought brand new 32 megabyte Sims for... <laughs> You know, like PC-133 memory. Brand new inbox from a retail store, 32 megabyte. I, I've bought one gigabyte hard drives. I, I've bought SD cards that are 16 megabytes. Like, it's totally a thing. <laughs> Terabyte and a half. Freaking wild. Uh, Google and the Electronic Frontier Foundation, otherwise known as EFF, um, have reportedly filed documents with uh, a, is this a California court? I'm trying to remember where. Anyway, uh, in support of Cloudflare after they were sued for not blocking a pirated site at the request of the United King Film Distribution. Uh, so this is an Israel.tv. Um, or no, sorry, this was a, gosh, I'm drawing a blank now on who actually filed the suit. Now, this look, is the part I'm looking for the keywords. If, yeah. if I've read the story, I would chime in. Yeah, I was hoping you had. Um, anyway, long story short is that, uh, there we go. United King Film Distribution 
uh, DBS satellite services, hot communication systems. Hey, there's a reputable company name. Charlatan, oh, yeah. Charlotte, or <laughs> not charlatan, charlatan. <laughs> <laughs> I went charlatan. What what are the chances of that? <laughs> They're just putting it in the name now. Jeez. <laughs> uh, be careful with this next one. Reshet <laughs> Media <laughs> and Keyshet Broadcasting uh, against Israel TV. Uh, and this is a memorandum for contempt against Cloudflare. Uh, and the whole uh, key to this is that Cloudflare was told to block uh, a specific pirate website. Just one pirate website. Um, and apparently in, uh, yeah, this is the District Court of Southern New York. Uh, I don't know about New York state law, but I, I don't think federally ISPs have to comply with this, but individual states may. Uh, depending on the laws there. I know Oregon is uh, has a law in the books where if like the MPAA requests the block of a site from an ISP, the ISPs in the state do have to follow suit with that. Uh, but I'm not sure about New York law and I don't think there's a federal law for that. Uh, so this is going to be on an individual state basis. But again, I am not a lawyer. I am not a geologist. I am not anything but a guy. So don't take my word for it. Uh, this is not financial advice. <laughs> Any other terms that I can use to cover my six. Um, anyway, they were told to block a pirate website. Cloudflare said, yeah, we're not going to do that. Uh, and they're being sued into compliance. Well, Google and the Electronic Frontier Foundation Frontier Foundation, there we go, sorry, uh, have both filed uh, me memos with the court, uh, basically giving them support. June 16th, Google submitted a letter expressing its concern about the scope of the injunction. The injunction entered these uh, cases to purport uh, to bind a variety of third parties, including Google. Uh, and Google's kind of arguing this is a slippery slope. And and I don't disagree with that. Look, there's there's a lot to be said in this conversation in general about what power should individual companies have versus what power should the federal government have versus individual states versus ISPs versus domain registrars. I mean, there there's a whole bag of worms sitting right underneath this this whole thing. Um because a company could certainly use power and have attempted to use power to sanction off segments of the internet and to suppress information. And look, piracy is bad. We all agree piracy is bad. Uh, but the right of the dissemination of information is is kind of a foundational principle of the internet. Uh, you shouldn't pirate things, but also companies shouldn't have authority to tell you what you can and cannot look at. Uh, and there are exceptions to be made for privacy for piracy, even in like 
Digital Millennium Copyright Act and, and things. Uh, reverse engineering is not a crime. Reverse engineering game code is not a crime. And if you distribute game code, a la like, uh, gosh, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, sorry, I, I know I'm talking in like 10 different directions at once, but uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto had a fan project where it was a full decompilation of the original source code to basically port the games into modern engines to be able to run San Andreas and Vice City uh, on modern systems with some modern graphical enhancements. Uh, well, Take-Two was coming out with the Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, uh, and basically sent a cease and desist to GitHub to tell them, no, you can't distribute this bit of software. This is this is copyright material. Um, only no material that was owned by Take-Two Interactive was distributed within that GitHub. You had to provide your own game files and decompilation is not a crime. And clean room reverse engineering is not a crime. That's why the Super Mario and, and Zelda 64 ports are still up. It's because it's not a crime. It's why Devolution X, the, the Diablo source port, is not a crime. It, I mean, go down the list of source ports like this, and there's a reason they're still up. Uh, well, what if Take-Two ha had the power of the MPAA? and said, we're going to suppress this information because we want to make money on our product, even though technically that GitHub did not infringe on their product. Yeah. So we should not defend piracy. What we should defend is the right of the pirates to distribute that information. Uh, and we should fight against companies having authority or dictatorship over how we receive information and what information we can receive. Yeah. So, like I said, very, very complex, complicated issue. Uh, but something to pay attention to because this is one of those issues where you, where if anyone states an opinion in support of the pirates, you are now supporting piracy. Nothing could be further from the truth. I don't support piracy. I, I abhor piracy. Uh, at the same time, I love the job of archive.org. Uh, I... And not, not only that, it's like you can abhor piracy and believe that companies have an obligation or rather, you know, you know to like curb it in their own ways by making their material as accessible and whatever as possible. And I'm not saying free, mm -hmm. but like Steam in a lot of ways really did away with games piracy, yeah. at least the way it was 15 years ago. Because oh, now you can jump online and wait for a game that you want to go on sale and it's easier to get and you don't have to mess with a Russian crack, you know, like break, opening your game in a Russian launcher and trying to figure out where the buttons are and then having to find some obscure patch to, I don't, you know, it's like there's so many things that... I, I will tell you, um, I, I've purchased a number of games legitimately. Uh, Cyberpunk... Uh, Gosh, what was another one that that irritated me lately? Um, 
Oh, Diablo. Diablo 2. The Diablo 2 Resurrected. Um, it's a single-player game. Number one, they bait-and-switched and promised LAN servers, and then they said, oh, we'd rather you sign online so you can buy microtransactions from us uh, in your single-player game. And I went, yeah. screw that. Uh, the whole reason I pre-ordered the game was I wanted to play it day one, and I wanted a LAN server, and you took both those away from me? Screw you. So I haven't yeah. once logged into uh, to well, Battle.net to log into a, my Diablo account. You can abhor piracy and still have to honor your anti-capitalist uh, tendencies by <laughs> screwing Blizzard. <laughs> like uh, that's just that kind of crap is not cool, and that's right. the type of stuff that big companies are allowed to pull. And I think that I don't know. There's a big. There, uh, I don't know. We've really moved away over the last ten years, like from like a quote unquote decentralized internet or like the vision of a decentralized internet now mm -hmm. it's like everything's controlled by like a few companies and like blizzard isn't like an internet company but they're one example of a company whose practices like really promote uh like literacy in piracy and things like that you know because it's not exactly like if you think about the steps that it takes to hop on to a place and 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 find the things that you need to pirate software it's not the easiest thing in the world now well, you just and, don't know where to look but well I, i'm not i'm not saying it's not easy but i'm saying it's not as easy as jumping onto you know origin and buying the game that you want to buy like so well origin is a bad example because my point was that's how bad origin is that's how bad ea and blizzard are that they're making it more difficult to use their software legitimately <laughs> so the fact is going and learning you know the other side of the web where you can find these things pirate or whatever if that's easier than your product that you're offering legitimately you've got a big problem <laughs> piracy when it comes to games movies music has always been an availability issue yeah. not not a money issue not a transactional issue it has been a ease of use issue yeah and when companies have reduced the burden on the ease of use uh apple with itunes netflix with with video rental and and so on and so forth piracy took a nosedive uh yeah. and, and that's why and steam like with video games camp is finding yeah steam mm -hmm. with video games Bandcamp has found a lot of success the last yep. like five ten years because they they make it so simple to buy the music like when you buy on itunes it's so convoluted and so difficult that it's not even like in a format that you can just like throw on any like yeah okay you can burn some cds you can do whatever but it's uh, like Bandcamp. you can download it in any format that you want it you can stream it you can like you have control of this digital thing and it's I, that's something that's getting lost with a lot of these big companies. And unfortunately, Bandcamp is owned by Epic now. So it's like, but yeah, <laughs> we can't both type to rev at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we get all silent. We're typing to our mods in the side <laughs> chat. <laughs> uh, you were supposed God. to keep talking, dang it. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> He had a good point, <laughs> but yeah, you know.
Uh, so my one of my mods is calling me out. Uh, Rev in the, in our private chat said, "I abhor privacy or pi piracy." He says, fingers crossed under his desk, a furtive, guilty glance at his pirate hat, and the scent of sea salt on the air tingling his nose. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying I haven't kept a toe in the water. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is, I've. I can honestly say in the last 10 years, I have not played a game that I haven't bought. Like, wh whether I downloaded it from Blizzard or downloaded it from another source, that's another question. <laughs> but, um, like, I bought Cyberpunk 2077 day one on PC, but download, but I also don't like having a thousand game launchers, including yeah. even good old game Galaxy, GOG Galaxy on there. Um, because it's just one more program that's running. And like, I don't mind having Steam running because, well, it has the lion's share of my library. With it was first. <laughs> it was first and it earned its spot and it's going to be a while before something knocks it off. It's, I've got 690 games in my Steam library. Is that it? That's, that's it. Yeah. Actually, that's probably close to what I have. I don't know. Yeah, I, I got 275 in GOG now. Uh, like it's an up and comer. me. Right. It's a lot more than me. Right. And and so, but but I don't have GOG Galaxy installed. And it's not like some, you know, no moral stand against it or something like that. It's just one more program I don't want to run on my PC. And for and, a lot of their titles, you don't need it. Right. You, I download the offline installer and I just go. Um, now... I, I bought Cyberpunk. I downloaded Cyberpunk, all 25 parts in four gigabyte little chunks and then waited for it to install. But then every single update that I have to do to that game, I need to download like 15 more pieces. And the tedium of that and then waiting for it to install, oh, and this update didn't install properly. So now I have to download the entire package again and, and reinstall the whole thing. I finally just got onto X website and downloaded a pre-installed version of Cyberpunk 1.21 and then later 1.4 and later 1.52. That is so much easier than going to GOG and downloading all 25 parts. Um, now, the downside to that is the location that I happen to get this patch, the latest patch from, comes pre-installed with the Russian language. And so I had to fire up a previous version of Cyberpunk so I could find in the menu where the language settings were at. Cause there's like 20 different spoken languages and like 10 different text languages or something like that. Uh, so now I know how to say, or at least read English in Russian. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but again, availability, it's DRM free. I'm not pirating anything. Here's the thing. And I don't know if this crossed the line of what is an acceptable conversation on a YouTube live stream, right? But on a public discourse, right? But you know, it's it's 1993. Okay, you buy a brand new album that comes out. Yeah, Nirvana's "In Utero" comes to mind, and then What'd in the year two, two thousand three, your CD breaks. Uh huh. Like you've bought the thing, like. Do you feel bad about acquiring it through other means? Nope. Amen. Nope. I don't. There you go. And of course, for anybody listening, I'm talking about just burning, you know, a copy of your CD. Right. 
which, you know, I think your licensing agreement with the uh, distribution uh, company allows. But Your licensing agreement allows for a backup. It does not... Um, now, there's also the right of uh, transporting your license to a different playback medium. Uh, and so let's say, let's say emulation-wise, uh, you own a PlayStation 2 and you own Burnout 3 Takedown. Great game, right? Sure. Your PlayStation 2 breaks. You don't have money for a new PlayStation 2. Dang it. Can I can I download RPCX2 and download a a ripped copy of Burnout 3 Takedown as an ISO and play it in an emulator? But why would you need to do that? You have Burnout 3 Takedown. Let's let's say I rip it myself and then I play the backup copy. Exactly. Is that legal? I think it's pretty chill. I think it's it's within the realm of legality, but I'm also not a lawyer. I I, I would I, I feel I think it's morally saying, right. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel comfortable taking the moral stance mm-hmm. on this. Uh because there is a lot of laws that try to define morality that just fail sh- that fall short in lots yeah. of ways and uh, we do have a couple super chats to get to. Denver sends over ten dollars. Uh, waiting for the first artificial intelligence developed game so I can distribute it. And when they take me to court, point out like, the case law that says AI generated IP is not protectable or patentable. That is correct. Um, it'd be very interesting to see. Uh, you know, let's go back to Take Two Interactive and Rockstar and their AI upscaled textures for the definitive edition of the trilogy. Um, because they didn't have the original textures and they had an AI, or sorry, they didn't have the originals of the original textures. Uh, they had an AI upscale all their textures for them and it did a terrible job at reading the text that was on it and in fact mis mistranscribed most of it. And so almost every single store window or billboard or things like that have just like random spelling errors all throughout. Because rather than having an intern go through and upscale all of your art, uh, like I think a $40 game should be worth at this point in time, uh, they threw it into an AI algorithm and said, here, have at it. And then all the fonts, instead of the all the custom fonts that they had back in the day, they're all like Helvetica and misspelled. So does Rockstar legally have a claim to the textures and and words within Grand Theft Auto, the definitive edition? And would that even weaken their claim against the GitHub uh, reverse engineer of, uh, of the original trilogy? Right. Food for thought. Uh, again, I am not a lawyer. This is not financial advice. Make sure to get checked. If you were a lawyer, though, be great if I was, but I'd still have to preface that I don't know your individual case. (laughs) Isn't it stupid? We always preface that with like, "I am not a lawyer." But then, if you were a lawyer, you'd have to be like, "I'm not your lawyer." (laughs) If if we talk about investment, I have to say this is not investment advice. Yeah. Otherwise, someone could sue me for investment advice for for you know poor investment advice. To be fair, I've got three lawsuits pending right now. So right. Right. For you in particular. I just in advice in general. <laughs> I mean 
Look, I've investigated myself, and I have proven there is not a systemic problem here in the office, Red. So, huh? Ninth Circuit Court might disagree. <laughs> Wait, you filed a Ninth Circuit? You're not getting know. on a damn plane. Uh, the Dapper Dork sends over $22. Thank you very much. Uh, my good sirs, the Dapper Dork has started its glorious journey into unending opulence and cerebral excellence within the realm of tech. I'm obliged to you, Jeff. Your positivity is most courageous. Uh, please sub. Cheers. Very cool. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm Mozamboni. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Mozamboni. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mozamboni. Awesome. What? He uh, just posted his first video like eight minutes ago. <laughs> well, there you go. He's well on his way. He knows all than the rest of you do now. Bro, you don't even. He knows know. more than the rest of you do now. There we go. That's the phrase I was trying to get out. Uh man, I, I appreciate the super chat. I'll consider subbing, but I'm gonna need more than an eight-second video. <laughs> you don't even have it about me section, dude. Come on. Get with it. Uh, as always, before we get into our our top stories for the night, tell you what, we got one more story. We got one more story. Then we'll uh, we'll jump into the sponsor spot. Uh, this is just the cutest thing ever. I gotta say, uh, Rhett, I know you've never made your own keyboard. Have you considered it? Have you thought about it? Is it? Why not? Seems intriguing. You right. Know? Right. Uh, so I've built two now. I, I love them. Uh, they're fantastic. I use one. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, so apparently some ingenious, industrious hacker has created their own custom 40% IBM Model F. Look at that adorable little thing. Gorgeous. So this is over on Hackaday. Um, so this is using a uh, custom capacitive uh, backplate. So this is still the, the rubber dome and buckled spring design of the Model F and the original buckled spring mechanism. Uh, but they milled their own PCB and etched the copper. And, uh, and so it's using the original mechanism and, and a custom membrane to make capacitive contact and enter a keystroke. Like, that's just cool. <laughs> that's dope. I like that. Now, I don't know if this takes away from the story or not, but there was an interesting conversation happening in the comments of this article where somebody says, uh, is kind of quoting one of the things that the creator says, you know, that one of the best things about a buckling spring, spring keyboard is that each key sounds slightly different. And they say, I'm sure that the household assistant recording device in your house, recording your keystrokes and working out your password from them is duly appreciative of this. And the creator, she says, I want to say that the Venn diagram of Model M users and cloud-based assistant users is just two circles next to each other. Maybe that's wishful thinking. And he goes into this interesting <laughs> conversation about i disagree with what he says he says i think the venn diagram for households that have model m and cloud-based assistance has more overlap but he goes into this interesting I thing about fully disagree with that i disagree with that too 
but the interesting thing is that here he says in the 1980s we were not allowed to use electric typewriters to prepare classified documents because it had been proven that the power line transients produced by each key on a given machine were unique and discernible <laughs> that's mind-boggling if that's true I, it's something that i could easily believe but i i know they've proven that in theory and i know there's been acoustic studies done uh for uh keyboard type and look i i know that audible keyboard recognition is a thing and has been proven and has been used in the field and is effective or can be effective um i also know that there are some phenomenally complex uh bits of um uh, what's the word i'm looking for forensics that can be done through EMI, through electronic hum, through various interference, through uh, Tom Scott over on, on YouTube has a fantastic video about the forensics of electronic hum uh, when it comes to audio recordings and how um, in the UK, the, the audio or the uh, audio, the electrical grid runs on 50 hertz. In the US, it runs on 60 hertz. Well, 60 hertz also makes an audible tone. However, that frequency has variances depending on where you are located within the power grid at certain times in certain places at, you know, uh, certain proximities and so on and so forth. And apparently by setting up monitoring stations on, inside of a power grid, to record the frequencies that are being transmitted at the time and location of of these different transformers if they receive an if someone receives an audio recording and the electronic hum can be heard anywhere in that audio recording uh they can basically geolocate where that recording took place and timestamp it it's wild. And so there's some some masterful things that can be done with electronics and and like I said, through power line analysis. Uh, and yes, while this is true, I think the overlap of Model M keyboard users and Hey Alexa is a lot smaller to be to the point of two separate circles. Uh I was going to get into the sponsor spot, but I think Zachary just bought it out. Uh, $500. Zach, my goodness, I'm in a good mood and feel like spreading the love. Just got keys to our new house in Longview, technically signed Friday or Monday, turning this three-car garage into a mini data center with two new 42U racks. Thanks for the great community. Wow. My man, thank you so much. Number one. Uh, number two, congratulations to you. That's fantastic. Um, so, yeah. No, I I want to see pictures and, and progress reports on your, uh, on your mini data center. Uh, in the next year, I am planning on adding a second rack to my data center. Uh, basically, I want to have a production rack and a lab rack that's nothing but lab equipment. So it's just stuff that I can tinker with and it's self-isolated from everything else. Because right now I do a lot of my experimentation in production. <laughs> and, and when you rely on that equipment for production still, 
it gets a little hairy. So yeah. uh, it's one of the things that I'm trying to work out and engineer in the next year or so. But Zachary, that is freaking fantastic news. Congratulations. Wish you all the success and all the good luck in the next uh, couple of days as you're looking at signing. Uh, and yet again, thank you. Thank uh, you for being awesome. Cheers, man. Thank you so much. Uh, you know who else is awesome? Today's video sponsor, Linode. If you've ever thought about hosting your own servers, whether it be for home or business use, but don't have the resources or time to invest into hardware, power, cooling, or even space, or have a three-car garage where you're going to put two separate 42U racks, why not let Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes the software from most of the tutorials on my channel, like how to run your own ad-blocking recursive DNS server, VPN gateway, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. And even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep a backup off-site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Linode also recently announced they are the first alternative cloud provider to begin NVMe block storage to all customers. In September, they began rolling out NVMe drives to all 11 of their global data centers. Best of all, block storage rates will remain at the same low price they always have been. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing and get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. That's linode.com slash craftcomputing and a huge thanks to Linode for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you, Linode. And thank you, Zach. That was Ugh. that was a quite fruitful two minutes of YouTube. <laughs> well, and now they're saying that uh, you should uh, do a finger <laughs> of that Jameson 18 in honor of Zachary for... You know, I think I will. I think I will. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give Zach the choice. Hey, Zach, uh, so... I'll give you I'll give you a choice of three different bottles. Okay. I've got the Jameson 18, which I just opened. I've got some Glenfiddich 14, which is also a fantastic bottle. Um, I've also got my Infinity bottle, which has no less than probably three fingers of Jameson 18 in it, because that's how I finished off the last bottle of Jameson 18. Uh, plus a whole bunch of other really good stuff. Like it's a it's a fantastic Infinity bottle. So Zach. You tell me which of those three sounds the best to you. Rhett says save the infinity bottle. He wants the 18. Uh, Steve says have some pickle beer instead. Zach says infinity bottle. And I am uh, welcome to oblige. Uh, so... I was going to say intro the next story, but I think we want to wait for me on that one. So uh, give me like what, 10 seconds here. You, you don't think I can handle myself on this, Jeff? <laughs> well, he's away. So let's go ahead and talk about Marwin. Recently uh, started a new save file. Uh, jumping into OpenMW, uh, which has made mod compatibility a breeze. Um I have been struggling with mod compatibility because I've been resistant to the OpenMW wagon, even though I've been preaching it now for uh, quite a while. Uh, so it's been kind of nice. It's been opening up a lot of new avenues for strange and eclectic mods. Uh, it could be, could be fun, you know? Looking forward to it. 
here's Jeff pouring his uh, infinity bottle. No way of knowing, in fact, that it's Jameson 18 because it's not, there's no label behind it. That's why I was saying it would be nicer if you drank the, drank the one with the label on it. Um, of course, I'm not there for him to share with. So, you know, maybe it's a good thing. And that right there is how I uh, got back. I don't know. I was going to try and say a joke there. I, I knew you were going to try to misdirect. <laughs> and that, no, no, that is just... how Morrowind saved my life as a 17-year-old single mother. <laughs> like, you got to be quicker than that, man. <laughs> we did talk about Morrowind, so that's why it felt disingenuous to circle right back into it, you know, so. No, I, you should have just gone origin story with it. How I saw this weird game in Babbage's at the mall and was like, what is this? This looks weird. Yep. And I bought it and tried it. And What is the last physical game you bought? Physical media. Um, well, I bought PlayStation 4 games. Physically. Okay. Well, I bought No Man's Sky new. I wanted the disc for that. So, okay. Um, I don't know. I've got a bunch right here. I'll see which one was the last one. <sighs> I want to say the last game that I bought at retail that was legitimately for myself was Borderlands. Um, I bought a PC copy of Borderlands for $30. Um, and it was near release. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I remember buying the disc and having to put the disc in to play Borderlands. Nice. Um, it wasn't tied to an online service or anything like that. It was just Borderlands. I, I um, bought a disc of Borderlands for my PlayStation. Yeah. PlayStation 3, I think. So. Yeah. Um, I also somewhere have a disc of Skyrim. Uh, yeah, so. I was at the midnight release for Skyrim. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, see, I, I bought Skyrim on Steam. And then as... Um, as a Christmas present, I think it was my brother-in-law. I bought him a copy of Skyrim like a year later. Um, and it turns out that it, it, it still had the disc, but you could also just register the key on Steam if you wanted. And yeah. so he goes, here, I'll just register the key on Steam. Hey, you want the disc back? I went, sure. And so I have a disc copy of Skyrim that you can still install and play the game. Uh you know, if you want a 11-year-old unpatched version of it, <laughs> totally I possible. Have, I do I do have a, an original, um, my copy of Myst for PC mm. in the box and everything. Back when they sold PC games in big boxes. Yep. Um, I still have somewhere my big box copy of 13. Nice. Which was a fantastic was a great game. game. Cult classic yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think I think the last game that I bought physical uh, new was probably No Man's Sky. I do have a copy of Mass Effect Andromeda that I bought used uh, from uh, GameStop. So that mm -hmm. I think it was like five bucks, but that was definitely <laughs> probably the last one that I bought. But yeah, uh, you know, I got to keep that a little bit on the down low. So actually, as much hate as that game got, I thought it was a really worthy addition to uh, the Mass Effect series, and I actually got a kick out of playing it. So it kind of was one of those games that really 
scratch the itch after completing the first, you know, the the main trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Game got a lot more hate than it deserved, in my opinion. But what are you gonna do? Hmm. One more super chat. Uh, Sean sends over five dollars. Hola, just got back from a pint night, knee deep with four selections, including kettle sours. Uh, no stouts or porters. They did have Breaking Bud, though, the uh, the Breaking Bad uh, IPA. I've always wanted to try that one. I've, I've never gotten the opportunity to to get that one. Nice. But but that one I have to have, like, I don't just want to, like, try it on draft or anything. Like, I, I want the can because it's all about the can. <laughs> you got to get the, the periodic table. Um, so, no, very cool. All right. Uh... The next story, I will say, is never a fun topic to talk about. Uh, Some viewers may find some of the discussion sensitive. We're going to handle this with the utmost decorum and professionalism that we absolutely can. Um, I'm I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off by the whole situation. Uh, But just know that it's... If I crack a joke, it's not aimed at anyone other than maybe Activision Blizzard. Uh, and uh, if you need help, get help. If if you want to talk to someone, hell, my Twitter DMs are open. Give me a call. Uh, so with that disclaimer out of the way, I'm not a lawyer. This is not financial advice. I'm not your lawyer. <laughs> right. Not that I am thank, a lawyer. Thank God I'm not your lawyer. <laughs> I've seen your rap sheet. Uh, okay, okay. That's, <laughs> you're giving people a lot of Google fodder tonight, so. Uh, it was one night. And nine charges. <laughs> it's some sort of record where I come from. All right, back on track to the serious and sensitive subject. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> like I said, like, we're going to approach this as seriously as we can. If we do crack jokes, know that it is a joke and know that we do take this content very seriously. Uh, Activision Blizzard, in a months long investigation of themselves, finds no wrongdoing of themselves, by themselves, for themselves, to themselves. (laughs) Who would have thought? Finds no evidence of widespread misconduct. Never mind the hundreds of allegations that were made about company culture, alcohol policies, uh, you know, fifths of, of vodka and and whatnot being passed around the office on a Thursday afternoon. Um, like, look, there's a difference between having a drink at work and having that be your defining culture or your personal identity as an office. Uh And those are two very different things. Uh, In an investigation conducted by the board of directors, they acknowledge some substantiated instances of gender harassment, but concludes that the issues are not systemic. Said exactly like a white male who has never had to address gender systemic issues in the past. Uh, Not only, oh, where did Rhett go? We lost Rhett entirely. Uh, Did I drop? No, I'm still good. Okay, it's just Rhett. Did my Zoom drop? What in the world? I'm confused. Like, I'm still on YouTube, I think. Yeah, I'm still on YouTube. Okay. Sorry, Rhett just, like, vanished. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, 
anyway, uh, yeah, uh, in in much more recent news, uh, Bobby Bobby Kotick has been reelected to the board of directors. Uh, he will continue his role as uh, as chairperson of the board, uh, CEO. Um, okay, I think Zoom just threw up on me. What in the world? Yeah, it's Zoom. Okay, he's back. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Red, if you can hear me. Uh, Bobby Kotick has been reelected as CEO uh, because, you know, he's just a, a stand-up guy. Uh, and... You know, when they sat down and considered all of the money that he made them, uh, it, it just made all the rest of the issues just kind of immaterial. You know, what what good is profit if you have to share it with employees who, who love and respect you? Um, and uh, now we're going to come into the, you know, exact title of my my stream tonight, which is Activision Cites Rules of Acquisition, 1094 and 109. Uh, greed is eternal. That's the first one. 94 is females and finances don't mix. And 109 is one of my per personal favorites. Dignity and an empty sack is worth the sack. Uh, there's... There's a dozen different ones that I could have used here. 111's also fantastic. Treat people in your debt like family. Exploit them. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is so disgusting how far away we saw this slow motion train wreck happen from. Uh, and that Bobby Kotick still exists as the CEO and in fact was reelected. How much of that did you hear, Rhett? Are you are you Well, we shouldn't be surprised. No. Uh, I don't know. I didn't hear any of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but we shouldn't be surprised. You're this on point anyway. It, this is how capitalism works. It preserves itself. I mean, it, what's what's astounding is this this article says, you know, despite hundreds of allegations. Hundreds. They hundreds. Found no systemic issues. Right. I'm sorry. How big is your company? That hundreds of people could come forth with allegations, and that's not systemic, right? It, it, Even if it's a percent, how of how your workforce? Let, that's let, a systemic issue. Let, let, let's back up. How is it that the state of California sued you over worker discrimination? That's how bad the situation is at Activision Blizzard, but you don't have a systemic issue. The state of California, after a years-long investigation, sued you to comply with gender discrimination laws, with Title IX, with everything else that goes along with it, both both state and federally, as, as far as equal opportunity goes. And you don't have a systemic issue? Oh, and one of the other mind-boggling parts of this whole thing is they're saying that the media criticism of the execs like Kotick were without merit <laughs> while there are quote unquote some substantiated incidents of gender harassment <laughs> like, 
Some. There's no systemic issue. Right. Uh, these things are not without merit if there are some substantiated instances of gender harassment. Yeah. And how that gets to fly under the radar is beyond me. It's not hard to not be a douchebag. Right. I do it every single day. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, it sounds really difficult. <laughs> it's an uphill battle. Uh, I fight tooth and claw. Jeff. Right. Uh, uh, now, a rule of acquisition I didn't include in this was also 208. Uh, sometimes the only thing more dangerous than a question is an answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I am not a fly on the wall in, in an Activision or Blizzard office. I don't know the company culture. I don't know the day-to-day -day operations. I don't know the people involved, at least the executives involved. I, I don't know their corporate culture or policies or identity or office environment. I don't know. But what I can say is when there are hundreds of people that have come forward with substantiated claims of harassment, sexual assault, groping, uh, harassment, bigotry, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that you might need to reevaluate your company culture. And that typically starts at the top. Whether it's the top of an office or the top of a building or the top of a company. You go to the next place that you see that happening and you strike it down. And you say this is not acceptable. People are not less important than profit. Uh, you know, our, our moral compass is not so askew that we will put workers' rights and women's rights and, and everything to the wind just to make another Call of Duty or Diablo. Uh, and yet, Activision has done no such thing. In fact, and they have doubled down and said... No, no, no. It's the media who is hounding us about this. It, it, it's all its all the media's fault for, for bringing As up all these stories. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We're talking about the Ferengi rules of acquisition, but there's one. There's so many I, good ones. There, There's a, a, there's a, other rules that I like to quote sometimes. And, and one of them is, well, not one of them. They're all the wizard's rules from the Sword of Truth book series. And the first wizard's rule, wizard, wizard's first rule, Jeff, mm -hmm. is that people are stupid and that they will believe anything that they want to simply because they want it so badly or because they're scared that it's true. And so all you have to do is weave a convincing enough lie that somebody really wants to believe is true or that they're scared is really true. They're going to believe it. And that's like mm -hmm. all you have to do. Like somebody earlier was saying, like, the outcome of this investigation is determined well in advance when the board members signal mm -hmm. what they think the outcome should be, what's going to be best for business. Right there. That's Wizard's first rule, man. Like, uh, 
it's just it's just mind-boggling um <coughs> yeah and 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 despite what you think you know or don't know about blizzard's work culture you can go on twitter and you can find hundreds of people talking about their own lived experiences at blizzard mm -hmm. it's like it's coming right from the horse's mouth you know right and and like i said i don't know any of the executives managers shareholders at blizzard and activision activision blizzard i don't want either of them to go uh unaccosted here um but i do know tangently some of the people involved and some of the people who have made claims and uh It's really, really difficult for me to read this story <clears throat> and see $679 million in profit in quarter three of 2021 and in the other breath say that Activision Blizzard sees no wrongdoing of company culture. They don't have to. When you make that much money, reality can be whatever you want it to. Yep. <laughs> it's like their own infinity gauntlet, you know? Yep. Anyway. If well, we could bang this drum till the, for the rest of the night. We, we can. I, I was I was gonna make one last statement. If you have been affected by discrimination, sexual harassment, sexual assault, uh anything anything really uh get a hold of someone talk to someone uh don't accept it don't don't accept it as reality don't accept it as boys being boys i've been a boy my entire life i've never once sexually assaulted someone like yeah it's not <laughs> generally speaking an accident you know it's like, right uh you know mistakes can oftentimes be made but people still have to abide by the consequences of their actions right now um <laughs> so anyway um yeah freaking activision blizzard here doing what capitalism does putting profits before people putting profits before i don't know decency yep. And Jake says, uh, hasn't even been approved by mods yet, but I'm going to read it anyway. Good. Stop buying their S, people. Uh, like, what is so damn hard about that? These are video games. Uh, they ain't worth the kind of kind of abuse for entertainment. Stop supporting this garbage. Um, I mentioned earlier in the chat that I pre-ordered uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected. I pre-ordered it because I was excited for... Uh, land games for private servers uh, and to see one of my favorite games of all time remastered. Remastered in a very you know, level-headed way. Um, I'm not saying the product that we got was bad. I'm not saying the people that worked on it didn't, didn't uh, do a fantastic job on it. 
but I have a an inherent problem supporting that company in any way, shape, or form because of their corporate culture. Uh, now, I bought Diablo 2 well before these allegations came out, at least in mass. There, there had been like whispers and rumors and, and things like that, as there usually always are before massive things like this come out. Uh, but that is another reason why I have not logged into uh, Battle.net to redeem my key for Diablo 2 Resurrected. I'm not saying I haven't played the game. I acquired it. I did pay for it. I I do have a valid license for it. But I didn't want to log in. I felt disgusting needing to log in to Battle.net. And that's coming from someone who is a near lifelong fan of Activision and Blizzard games. Uh, but Jake, you're exactly right. Put your money where your mouth is. Or better yet, take your money away. That's the only way these people will, will learn is when you hold them accountable. And the first way to hold them accountable is the thing that they seek the most, your money. Uh, I'm hoping Microsoft realizes this because remember Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard at this point is still going forward. Uh, and I've been very impressed with Microsoft as a company recently as far as company culture and overall guiding principles and everything else. Look, I know Microsoft has their history too, but you also have to judge a, a book by its last last couple editions, not necessarily the entire you know, life history of Microsoft. You know, was the Bomber era great? No. Was the Bill Gates era great? No. Is Microsoft great today? Still no. But they're not the evil company that they once were. Uh, you know, I, I don't like the direction of Windows, but at the same time, I really like the way they've embraced the open source community recently and not to extinguish the open source community. I really like the way that they are pushing their development platforms to other platforms with no questions asked uh, as far as .NET and PowerShell and, and everything. Um, and then bringing Linux into the Windows kernel and, and giving us Windows system for Linux too. And uh, do you like playing all your online games with friends who might have a PlayStation or a PC? Guess what? Microsoft was behind that initiative to, to bring cross-platform into the modern age. Uh, so they've been putting user experience and, and whatnot in front of their traditional plans. Uh, you know, embrace, extend, extend, embrace, extinguish. Uh, and I think for the betterment. Do they still have ways to go? Absolutely. But what corporation doesn't? Uh, but yeah, stop buying Activision and Blizzard stuff. Stop buying Call of Duty. Stop buying Blizzard. Stop buying, <laughs> you know, stop buying Diablo. Don't give them a penny in Diablo Immortal. Yeah. So that's what we'll say. Uh, all right. Um, 
I'm almost done with my whiskey and it's delicious. Is it? Mm-hmm. I think you would have you should have went with a full label Jameson 18 personally. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think he would have been happier. I think the fans would have been happier knowing that you were enjoying the labeled experience. That's just me, though. Just me. I'd love some, personally. Uh, you can have there. some tomorrow. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Sweet. Do you care if I mix it with something? <laughs> You know, I'm not one to tell someone how to enjoy <laughs> their own things. But I also have lines. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. I hear that Jameson 18. What? That's got to go good with like ginger ale. <laughs> I can't say you're wrong. <laughs> If you could, if you were rich enough, that would just be your go-to ginger ale. Um, <laughs> so one of my brother-in-laws had a really good friend who had a really good job and no kids and no family and was like 28 years old and drove trucks. So he was never home. And uh, so he would walk into a liquor store and drop like $400 on like three bottles and then go and mix them with like Mountain Dew Code Red. Uh now, what was really fun is occasionally they would just leave the bottles with, like, two shots empty from them for me. Uh, and so I wound up with a couple bottles of, like, Jameson Gold and, and like, some, you know, $100, $150 bottles sometimes. And they were fantastic. And, you know, I it's always great when, uh, you know, so, but you also know how those bottles were were enjoyed where that Jameson Gold was mixed with Mountain Dew or Cherry Pepsi or <laughs> like you want to talk about someone with more money than sense there you go yeah. anyway I'm going to grab my last beer one sec wow somebody has a third drink lined up jeez here I am drinking water from a Nalgene bottle and uh again thank you zach for the uh little hit off my infinity bottle you yeah, did that tonight i haven't seen you pull that down in a while that was that was tasty seems to get a little bit better every time which is kind of the idea <laughs> uh second beer for the night is again from bend oregon it is from monkless uh and it is the monkless belgian ale Hazy day in Brussels. Uh, so a double dry hopped uh, Belgian style tripel. Uh, 8.6%. This one should be fairly unique. A hazy double dry hopped tripel Belgian. Never before have those four words gone together in a single description. Looks delicious. I wish I had another beer down here, but alas, it's what happens when you put your studio in the basement, y'all. You know what? You can have one of these tomorrow, too. I, I, it, I, pays, I, it pays to work at Craft Computing. 
you know? <laughs> it really does. Not money. Like, but... <laughs> <laughs> the money I save on beer, I can actually have a living now. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that sounds tasty. Um, excuse me, what? <laughs> comments coming in about... Well, that is not the smell I expected. I'm gonna need to give that one a second to breathe. Hold on. Monkless doesn't mess around, man. Well, I was expecting like a rich malty smell. What I'm getting is like bong water. So delicious and delightful. Um, Bong water that was like four days ago. Nice. So it's still good. Block what? 15 is raising an eyebrow going, does it really need to be that dank, bro? If block 15 doesn't think it's dank enough, then block 15 is weak sauce. No, no, no. Block 15 is thinking it's too dank. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Or that, That's what I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. If it's yeah. too dank, then they're weak. Uh, hey, Rhett, check the uh, YouTube chat about the uh, latest beer check-ins. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Skull. Well done. What can I say? It says Yellowstone on it. That's got to mean something, right? There you go. You know? Uh, wait, wait. Why is holding things up to a camera so hard? Right? You're just not used to it. Like, I'm really not. I've been doing it for almost five years now. R.I.P. Yellowstone. R.I.P. Well, if that goes, I think we all die. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're like uh, a couple of the, uh, uh, you know, gateways to Yellowstone have been wiped out due to river flooding. So it's not been pretty. Just like the same way that Bowie fell into the Columbia River, so too have the gateways of the Yellowstone been closed due to flooding yep uh <laughs> sean says i like how you know what bong water tastes like no no no. i know what bong water smells like uh remember you can add hard liquor to any beverage and not remember later i i think i've done that i've done that why not Okay, the flavor is far better than the smell. That happens sometimes. How many times have you heard that in your life? <sighs> Moving Often. on. Uh, <laughs> People say it to me all the time. Um, PC Gamer brings up a fantastic point. If NFTs are the future of gaming, why did no one mention them at this year's E3 or gaming showcases? Huh? Riddle me this, Batman. Uh, could it be that it's just a money grab? Or as Bill Gates called it, the greater fool uh, conundrum? I'm asking. I mean, that's the thing. If everybody is talking about it and they're putting it on at some big convention or showcase, then you're not on the ground floor. People aren't going to buy into it. It's already a scam. And so if they keep the scam secret, they can get 
people suckered into it. Right. Well, look, nobody's talking about this. You're in on the ground floor. Prices are still hot. Imagine everybody buying at once. All of a sudden, your monkeys are going to be like four times as expensive, dude. Or your apes. Sorry. Uh, who? Whatever. Was it you that I was talking to or was it another friend of mine? I, I'm trying to remember. You have other friends? I do have other friends. Believe it or not, I've had beer with people more recently than you. Okay? What? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I don't like that. Yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> um, and you don't know them. <laughs> I don't like that either. You're not allowed to have friends that I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> They're a threat to the dynasty. Well, this sounds like a hostile work environment all of a sudden. <laughs> Um, someone I was talking to, uh, their wife asked him what exactly are NFTs? And it was beanie babies for guys with beards who drink IPAs. <laughs> except that's not even fair to guys with it's, beards except, who drink IPAs. Except I found personal offense in that statement. Yet there also a great deal of identity. <laughs> there is something about tech bros and then there is something about like fintech bros right, right like it's even worse and those are the like beanie babies i think is a really good um analogy in general it's a but pump and you dump have, you have it, to it's understand. the classic pump and dump it it's it's they're disney vhs's yeah i mean i i don't know i i personally think that there is a much more evocative imagery out there for the people that are scamming nfts uh the people that with beards that drink ipas i know a lot of them that would never that buy would never buy NFT. into nfts right in fact most of them wouldn't right. buy into nfts yeah maybe that's just the crowd i run with i admit i live in a small uh, a small circle in the greater scheme of things but <sighs> Yeah, um, I like the idea that like they're snobby. They yeah, talk down to you. Maybe not everybody I know that has beers and drinks IPAs talks down and is snobby. But there is I, that I will, image. I, I will say the that's snob. the persona of a lot of IPA drinkers, and it's right. very much in right. line with the Arch Linux user and the CrossFitter and the vegetarian and the the, the like the vegan the vegan right. Uh, if if an arch user yes. is uh, does CrossFit on the weekends and is also a vegan, what do they tell you about first? Yeah, uh, the point, their NFT scam. <laughs> That's the answer. Um, yeah, it, it, it's Rise like grind. it's like none of the bros that I hang out with buy into NFTs, recommend NFTs. They all think it's money laundering, but at the same time, there is a class type. There, you know. You, you can call a bard a bard <laughs> to to break this down for some of the other people in the audience. Yeah, uh, I, I do think that this is, you know, every once in a while you hear a decisive argument or a decisive point rather made in a sentence or so that cuts to the heart of an issue. And this the headline of this does a great job of really cutting to the heart of the issue about why NFTs are stupid. And if they really are as big of a deal as everybody wants you to think, as all of the sponsored tweets on my feed want me to think, 
then why aren't I hearing about them anywhere else other than the sponsored tweets right. in my feed? Right. Here's the deal. Um, like all death throws, right? Like now, all like, good scams, there's a kernel of truth and a kernel of money making for the fringe users in the center of it. There's a creamy nougat center of what might be. Um, but when you start actually looking at, well, why are they worth money? It's, it's too late. <laughs> it's speculative investment, which is one of the most easily manipulated things in the world, in, and, in, and, and, and in, in reality, any society. And maybe this is way too big of a generalization, but by the time people like you and me are talking about it, Jeff, it's too late. The people that have made their money have made their money. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, it's like GameStop all over. By the time it really became a meme on Reddit, there, people had already made their millions and have sold. And people are, you know, talking about holding. You know, to the moon, hold diamond hands, you know, all that sort of stuff. The people right. that were going to make their millions made their millions before anybody knew that there were millions to make. Mm -hmm. And then they're telling you to hold and do all this sort of stuff because it. Right. Because it that's the type it, perpe it perpetuates. That's the, right. Because the more people that buy it, bought in a game stock or game stop. Uh, the more, you know, they were able to sort of increase the valuation, all this sort of thing. And that's. And again, the people that were at the beginning of the GameStop zeitgeist, the GameStop meme, mm -hmm. they made their money and got out. I'm sorry, but if you're looking at your freaking Robinhood account on your phone and it says that you have a million dollars after pumping in a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks when GameStop was $7 a piece, you're not going to hang on to that. You're not going to hang on to that. Right. You're going to sell it. The the and other is, the other thing is that the the game the game this is not financial advice. Way. <laughs> uh, the the thing that the GameStop uh, story brought about was that markets are almost purely manipulative and speculative. It, it's not based in any real world tangible, fungible thing. Right. Um, it's, it's what someone evaluates the value of that thing at that given time based on what they feel and what everyone else feels about it. And that's why it's offensive that we rate the health of the economy yeah. based on the stock market. Right. Well... Well, of course, we rate the health of the economy based on the stock market because you and I aren't making money off the stock market. <laughs> but the people who want to think of, think that it's healthy or unhealthy certainly want to deliver a specific message. And they're the ones who make money off that. So I don't want to get into a greater financial talk right now. Like I, I, I didn't sign up tonight to talk about gas prices, faux inflation, but we should, because they're real issues, and it's up to the worker to see. There are real no, issues, okay. but follow me on Twitter for those. Like, <laughs> yeah. at Craft Computing, you want all of my political takes, that's where they're at. Uh, <laughs> I, I usually try to keep Craft Computing fairly level-headed, neutral, uh, non-opinion-baited, other than basic human rights. Uh, 
you know like there are moral stances we take right the good ones <laughs> <laughs> the one that says okay can we both not be hurt in this <laughs> that's the stance i'm going to take and if that's offensive to you go ahead and unsubscribe because you won't like my politics either way uh yeah. Jeff slept at a Holiday Inn last night. <laughs> yeah, you want, you want, look, you want something we can't talk about on Talking Heads, okay? Oh. It's Kenobi, right? People hate it, but it's amazing. Anyway, no need to address that for the rest of the night. You know, I don't think there is because, yeah, let's just say Kenobi's great. Yeah. I haven't seen episode six. I look forward to episode six. I look forward to the conclusion of the saga. I did get some spoilers on Twitter today that I'm a little pissed off with, but at the same time, cool. those those spoilers were also foreshadowed for like the last five episodes in like every line of dialogue. So it's not that much of a speculation or speculative leap to go, oh yeah, of course that guy showed up. Oh yeah, of course this happened. Like that being said though, you got to exercise some of those those mute words. You know what I'm saying? I totally do. I totally. <laughs> the thing is, I wasn't totally worried about it being spoiled either. Like, like there are some things that there are some media that I, I will avoid spoilers like the plague. Um, yeah. When it comes to the plot line of the next Strange New Worlds, I really don't care because it's episodic and it doesn't matter that I know that you know, uh, oh gosh, whoever, whatever, like it doesn't matter because at the end of an episodic series or episodic episode, everyone right. goes back to the way they were at the start of the right. episode. Like that's the it's definition not, of episodic. Not like, it's not like Game of Thrones. It's not critical. Like, yeah, it's not greatest. Game of Thrones. It's not this person died. Yeah, you know. Right. On uh, just an unimpeachable right. season of television. And when it comes to Obi-Wan Kenobi, Game of Thrones, I've seen all the prequels. I've seen Clone Wars. I've seen A New Hope. I've seen all the sequels. I understand. You watch Rebels too. You don't understand the show at all. Well, technically, <laughs> Rebels comes after Kenobi, but you know. Uh, when did you become a vegan, Rhett? Years ago. <laughs> Saving the planet, bro. Right. Uh, try to fit it in between CrossFit sessions, <laughs> especially when I'm. How do you do that with your busy schedule compiling arch kernels? Yeah, and I gotta, I gotta type. Sorry, sudo. sorry. There's no such thing as the arch kernel. It's the Linux kernel with the arch variant. <laughs> now, if you don't mind, I need 30 minutes of cardio which I spend screaming at the top of my stairs, use Linux! <laughs> uh, we do have a super chat. Chloe uh, sends over $50. Thank you very much, Chloe. I uh, just wanted to say thank you because you and your community helped when things get got tough. Thank you. Cheers to that. There can be no better compliment than that. Uh, thank you very much. And I hope we can continue to help in the future. Uh, One of the things I love about the Craft Companion Discord is that 
like the people that have been there uh, long enough, they begin to feel like your actual friends. So uh, what better community can you ask for than something like that? It's the definition of community. And, right. Right. Uh, I mean, not to pimp my own channel, but yeah, check me out on the Patreon. Dollar a month gets you access to the Discord. But um, seriously, like, well, there's 750 on, on the Patreon right now. Um, I can't think of a single person I wouldn't have a beer with on there. Well, maybe two, but I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. Well, there no, there is no, that no, one. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you know who you are. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Um, but seriously, it is one of the best communities that I've ever been a part of. Let alone, you know, created. Let alone, I'm honored to be a part of. And I don't just say that. Uh, it's high praise coming from from me. Like I. I seriously enjoy hanging out there. I am seriously impressed and always astounded by the level of community that happens over there. You guys are awesome. And uh, the people who comment things like Chloe just go to cement that fact into place. So thank you to my community for being the freaking awesome people that you are. And uh, if you wanna join on, links in the description. And it helps me continue to do stuff like this and Rhett gets like 30 cents, so. Perfect. What else does a man need? Yeah. Covers half the deposit of my six packs. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Oregon went up to 10 cents. You're, you're on what your own. For... Half the deposit of my six packs. Right, right. You only get 15 cents still. The, my rate didn't increase. You didn't negotiate mm. that. You're right. You're still only getting right. 15. Damn it. You have to bring that up in contract next time. Well, negotiation's coming up, so. <sighs> Dustin says, wait, did you double his cut? <laughs> he thinks he has a strong union, but he doesn't. <laughs> Oh. Tell you what, next super chat that comes in goes directly to Rhett. I'll, yes. even, I'll even cover the 30% that YouTube takes. Wow. One time offer, next super chat that comes in goes to Rhett. Cash money. <laughs> Don't burn me with this, guys. Don't burn me this with this. This can get really dangerous. <laughs> We're playing with fire right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We'll have to keep I'm waiting for 69 cents. That's what I'm waiting for. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> that buys you half a Rainier. Depending at the bar I'm at. <laughs> right. All right. Wow, check out really quiet after that. That's a real bummer, guys. Real bummer. <laughs> well, they're just hearing it now. So any second now. Don't worry. The money's going to come flooding in. I this is I'm banking on retirement. Oh, we got a Milestone? membership. I owe Rhett like a dollar a month for the oh one dollar. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Yes. One dollar straight to you, my friend. Perfect. Thank you, Tech Geek. Looking out. <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, that's why you guys are awesome. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
I love how John just put, waited perfectly until Tech. Oh, darn it. Dang it. My dollar went oh. unnoticed. Oh, I tried, dude. I tried. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm typing furiously to John. Give a dollar. Give a dollar. Give a dollar. Give a dollar. <laughs> Quick, John. Don't waste any time. Yeah. <laughs> You guys do disappoint me too. I, I was expecting like sixty nine dollars, you know, maybe Zach with a four twenty. I don't know, four dollars and twenty cents. Right, that's I was hoping for that, but that's okay. Not everybody knows what we're about in Oregon, you know. <laughs> but hey, that's a whole dollar for you tomorrow. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Tech Geek. Yeah, that'll cover your parking uh, validation. There you go. Yeah. That'll that'll charge my leaf when I'm at your house. <laughs> All right. We do have a couple of alcohol-related stories to get to, starting with a New Hampshire distillery is uh, making lemons out of lemonade. Maybe backwards. Hold on. Making lemonade out of lemons. No, I think I had it right the first time. Uh, taking an invasive crab species and turning them into whiskey. There we go. Um, yeah, well, technically making lemons out of lemonade would be a distillation process, so. Well, it happens, and we're distilling here, so what are you going to do? Right, uh, so Tamsworth Distilling has teamed up with the University of New Hampshire Green Crab Project to develop the House of Tamsworth Crab Trapper, which is billed as being made, quote, with a bourbon base steeped with a custom crab, corn, and spice blend mixture. When you have to say blend and mixture, so you know it's like a, a well-blended up... I don't know that I want it. Hey, they boiled more than 90 pounds of tiny crabs. Yeah, they say that. Um, it has crab on the nose, Jeff. I'm sure it does. That doesn't make it good. It's like a briny and better fireball. I have some thoughts on fireball. Yeah, it's delicious. Perfect for getting wasted. Um, of course, the Rainier drinking guy is defending Fireball. That's that's what I'll say. There's there. nothing to attack. It's Fireball. You're going to waste your time attacking Fireball? I'm not defending it. It's good for getting wasted. That's it. If that's a defense, then Fireball stands on its own, my friend. <laughs> Here's the deal. Um, you are welcome to enjoy whatever you want to enjoy. Um, on my own time. When not, you're not paying me. <laughs> on your own time. Not, not in my, my office. <laughs> not on my show. Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite that, that extreme. But I will say I'm not a huge... I like cinnamon... But I hate artificial cinnamon. With, it's going to sound ironic, but, but with a fiery passion. I hate artificial cinnamon. I hate those damn pine cones that are around in Christmas time. I hate fake cinnamon. 
What about hot tamales? Red Hots, hot tamales, hate them. What about the bears that you get at parades? Hate. Hate. You, so you just don't like cinnamon? I really enjoy Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I like hot toddies. I like apple cinnamon. I like like I like real cinnamon. I he don't like apple jacks and cinnamon toast crunch. But anything that's spicy with it, that's no no. My spice profile is I dislike things that are hot for the sake of being hot. Hot is not a flavor. Hot is an accentuation. And when your only redeeming quality is it's hot, you're, they call it white girl wasted for a reason. I I feel that Sinfire and Fireball have about the same depth of personality. Sinfire for sure. Fireball, okay. If I offended any white girls in the audience, you're welcome. Go get you some jungle juice. <laughs> Man, you take that fireball, you mix it up with that apple teeny mix. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fireball your... and apple teeny. Now we're talking. I'm That's talking white girl drink. wasted doing shots of, of Sinfire. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, because you can go to the bar on Friday nights and it's buy one, get one free. You buy a shot of Sinfire or Fireball and you get the other free. Right. Uh, cinnamon isn't That's spicy. Two shots. Exactly. Cinnamon is not spicy. Cinnamon is not hot. Eat a, eat a cinnamon stick and tell me it's not spicy. Uh, hold on. Hold on. It's a fake cinnamon stick, guys. I work there. It's not real. It's it's a cheap knockoff. That's, no, that's, I said a cinnamon stick. That's not a cinnamon stick. All right, well, looks like the shoe's on the other foot. Eat the whole thing. The whole thing, I said. Not spicy. Yeah, of course you would say that. You got to save face. Am I sweating? You know me. I sweat for anything. Am I sweating sure. right now? There's no hot sauce in his house, guys. Those are stale. Those are terrible. But <laughs> not spicy. Fair enough. I guess it's more of a mild. Right. Flavorful. It's not spicy. It's not Eat, it. Eat enough of them. You know. And you know what? There was way more flavor in that than there is in Sinfire or Fireball. Well, whatever. I'm not defending Sinfire. I or love Fireball. how you just have those within reach, right? The <laughs> <laughs> cinnamon impacts your beer. Actually, it made it slightly better. <laughs> This is about as skunky a beer as I could ever enjoy. Um, so Monkless Belgian Ales, Hazy Days in Brussels, Double Dry Hopped Belgian Style Trapel. Um, I don't know where they got Belgian Style because this is nothing like any Belgian Style Ale or Belgian Style Trapel I have ever had 
ever. This is straight up farmhouse. Um, and I. Hey, they do Belgian. The farmhouse started in Belgian, I think, didn't it? Could be wrong about that. But... Yeah. I feel like the farmhouse style is definitely more akin to a Belgian, but I don't know. Belgian, I get more more malty and spicy, like like all spice. Um, there's more banana. There's more. Well, maybe when they say Belgian, style, there's more of those warmer more. notes. Um, right. Is where I put it. Um, and I feel this is very. This is saison adjacent, 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 uh, not Belgian adjacent, and it doesn't really John, do either justice. John says maybe the yeast is Belgian, mm-hmm. and you know, right up front, right at the very tip of the flavor, it does remind me of some Belgian. So maybe that's it. But when well, I hear, see, sorry, more. Ooh, there you go. I'm going to be spitting that up for like a week now. Uh, when I hear Belgian style ale, I expect that rich malty base and, uh, you know, the the spicy flavors on, on both ends and like that, that rich banana and, and, and things like that. Like that's what I expect when I hear Belgian style ale or Belgian style trapel or whatever else. When I hear double dry hopped, I I expect a little bit drier, a little bit bittering, a little bit, uh, um, you know, maybe a little skunky, but thick flavor and like um, grassy vegetal. This is just a straight up farmhouse ale. And, and I'm not really a fan of farmhouse ales. What I will say is this is as close to a farmhouse as you can get and get me to drink the whole thing. But I am very unimpressed based on the description like the of the, I don't like farmhouses. I just don't. So I will take I a lager say, or a Pilsner over a farmhouse. The first farmhouse ale that I liked was a Belgian-style farmhouse ale, so... And if it said farmhouse on it, I'd be inclined to give it that. It says yeah. Trapel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Trapel is a far different flavor profile than what I'm getting. That's my problem. I, I rate you based on what you tell me it should taste like, not what it actually tastes like. And what it actually tastes like is a farmhouse. And I'm not thrilled about it. I'm going to put the cinnamon stick in it. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, luckily, 90 pounds of crabs couldn't slow this show down. We do have another (laughs) (laughs) beer-related story. Now people are going to get ideas, right? <laughs> what? People know what we're talking about. Crabs, you know? The delightful little creatures that live down under. Right. <laughs> You're not helping. Shut up. <laughs> Pivot. Pivot. 
Uh, Sapporo Breweries, new hit, Blue Jeans. There you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, Rhett, you and I have had a Sapporo beer, a Sapporo IPA on this show. Do you remember that? We have. The yeah. Blue IPA. That was a Sapporo IPA. Yeah, nice. I do remember that. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah, well, I've always liked Sapporo. You know, they've got their, like, premium lager, whatever you can find in most grocery stores. But uh, some of their other stuff is a lot harder to find here in the United States. So, mm-hmm. uh, By the way, I love this. The Black Label Malton Hops Jeans. Nice. Uh, so Sapporo came on to some hard times. Obviously, their beer wasn't selling. Obviously, people weren't going to bars and drinking it. Obviously, can sales went down. Uh, and they went, well, what's a what's a brewery to do? You know what? Let's just start making blue jeans. And so they did. Uh, and pretty much they were able to match their revenue <laughs> making blue jeans as they were making beer. And so now they have a full line of blue jeans that you can buy in Japan alongside their malty and hoppy goodness. Upcycled denim is light and breathable. Sapporo uses ingredients from its dark beer in an effort to attract them to the Black Label brand. When customers experience one of our brands through an upcycled product, that brand becomes part of their everyday lives. Uh, as a result, they will become even more fervent fans of the brand, end quote. And there's actually a lot of truth to be had in that statement. Um, probably more than we want to let on, given the January 6th uh, yeah. inquiries that are happening. Well, and that's a big thing in Japan is like the brands. Like Centauri is a huge brand. Yeah. Like Centauri that you probably know from whiskey they make a ton of other stuff too. I'm not sure about blue jeans, but lots of other drinks at least. Do I have any Satori up here? I usually have at least one bottle of Satori and I don't see one. That's something I'm going to have to remedy. For a good time, make it a Centauri time. You know. Yes. Uh... And last but not least, uh, Taste of the Future, the first artificial intelligence-created craft beer to to be released at Norla Brewing. That's New Orleans, for those who couldn't couldn't catch me. Uh, The AI Blonde Ale will be released at the launch party at Norla Brewing on June 20th. Uh, to coincide with the world's premier computer vision event, CVPR. Uh, This was a beer which the recipe was completely derived via AI. Uh, I didn't read enough to get the exact process, nor were they really divulging of the process. Uh, But the technology helped create the recipe, but the beer is still brewed manually, so it's not like... You know, they've just got hops and, you know, hoppers and sifters going on. Uh, But the recipe itself was derived by AI. You have an AI blonde ale. It sounds like the idea is it takes reviews of blonde ales 
that sort of analyzes them for what people might want from a Blondale right. based on reviews of Blondales. Right. Um, so it'd be kind of interesting. It sounds kind of gimmicky to me, but be interested to try it. It's, it sounds like a fun experiment. Yeah. Definitely. Fun, fun stuff. Uh, they are offering a $100 discount ticket to any of their private tours if you want to visit the NOLA Brewers. Uh, the event is happening Monday, June 20th. So this uh, this past Monday, sorry. Uh, you already missed it. Uh, and interestingly enough, the New Orleans zip code, not zip code, area code for their phone number is 504. Which is one off Portland's of 503. So, hi, neighbor. Welcome. I like that. Yeah. We all have 503 numbers around here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. All right. There there you have it. (laughs) That's the show. Uh, We do have a couple minutes left. If anyone has (laughs) any questions, comments, concerns... Uh, things they want to talk about, questions of the, of the hour, things you want answered. We're here. The show is yours for probably about the next 10 minutes or or so. Sorry, that, uh, it's not the cinnamon that's getting to me. It's the farmhouse that's getting to me. (laughs) Either way, either way. You know, drop a cinnamon stick in a farmhouse. It's not that bad. I might have to do it. I like cinnamon. I mull wine all the time, so. I really like cinnamon. I, I do like cinnamon. Uh, I missed a super chat. Oh, Novella Hub. Uh, lev- loved Rhett to zooming in on Linus today in the latest video. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with that one. That was fun. Uh, that was an ad that was written pretty much like on the spot. We were like, we want to do something funny, but we also want to do a straight ad read. What could we do for Lexar? Um, and I went, well, what if you what if you wrote the ad, but you are so indifferent and you just wrote it straight up in your punny self? Because both of us have that mindset. Like, you want a joke, I'll kick out a joke. Like, like I can make a joke on anything ram related you know ram the competition lock horns with your competitors like like we were just like spitballing all these stupid ideas and i went what if we put them all into one line of dialogue yeah and then had me question that line of dialogue while i was reading it and you're just like yeah it's what i wrote piss off uh we went went from no puns to every pun we every pun possible And, uh, and I said, what if you're so indifferent to craft computing that you're browsing lttstore.com? <laughs> and he goes, OMG, I love it. And so I emailed Colton and I said, hey, we're going to put Linus's WAN hoodie into an ad. Here's the, here's the rough draft cut. You have veto ability if you want it. I, but I, I just want to make sure that we're cool because it's an integration uh, and and Colton's response was LMAFO. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. we have LTT's blessing for that advertisement um, of Rep being so indifferent to his boss about writing an ad and like just just read the damn script, dude. 
<laughs> it's yeah. great. It was a good one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jim Beam counts. I don't know what Jim Beam counts for, but I'm sure it does. Uh, you know, I'll... Scouts Honor. I like Jim Beam better than Jack Daniels. As far as Black Label goes. Black Label versus White Label. I like Jim Beam. Uh, let's see. My God, it's the Jack Daniels hot sauce of blue jeans. It's beautiful, says Jake. Craft uh, Computing, thoughts on using that Nook as Rhett's dedicated video editing rig? No. Um, it only has four gigs of memory. And even for rendering that video, uh, we were using like 17 gigs of RAM. And that was a pretty simple video as far as edits go. Uh, so no, there's no possible way I would consider using as pretty as it is and, and as much use as it will be getting around the house, uh, using that, that Hades Canyon nook as Rhett's dedicated editing machine. Uh, we are still kind of playing with potentially keeping, uh, heavy metal as Rhett's editing machine. Uh, although, here's our process right now. Um, my main rig is a 5950X with a 3090. Like, you can't get any better unless you go with a, you know, 12900F, FK, KF, and a 3090Ti. And you're splitting hairs if you do. Uh, so that's my editing rig right now. And it chews through anything and everything that I throw at it. Uh, we record everything in ProRes 422-10-bit, uh, which is quite data intensive. Uh, and it's probably as bad as intensive as I'll go at this point in time. I can't say ever because ever is a very long time. Uh, but 422-10-bit is about as far as I'll go right now with the camera gear that we have. Um... Rhett has a virtual editing machine that is my Tesla M60 with 8 gigs of RAM. So it is essentially a 980 Ti or a Titan X Maxwell with 8 gigs of RAM. And that's what he remotes into to edit video from his house. And honestly, for most editing tasks, it's still enough. It does struggle at times if we get very complex and if I throw too much MPEG-4 at him. Uh, MP4 really, really struggles if it's more than about 30 to 60 seconds. But all of our A-roll is ProRes, and we try to keep the MP4 and H.264 to an absolute minimum for the sake of the editor. Uh, so, Maxwell is alive and well in my home data center. Uh, and, and that's Rhett's remote editing rig, but the main editing rig and the one that renders everything is a 3090 with a 5950X. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Orville chat. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to watch the Orville. I saw a couple episodes of it, but it's not that I didn't want to watch the Orville. It's just that 
I have so many other things that I've trying that I'm trying to watch and that I'm trying to get caught up on and so many games that I'm behind on. You prioritize, 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 and Orville kind of falls off. Um, eventually, I will watch the Orville, but it'll probably be like Breaking Bad, where you ever see that XKCD comic where the guy is uh, saying, like, I'm going to buy all my games five years later so I can buy them for $5 a piece off Steam. And like in 2009, he's going, the cake is a lie. Um, <laughs> that's me when it comes to popular media. Uh, I have three kids. I don't know what's on TV right now. I'm still trying to catch up from 2013. Nothing wrong with that. Right. So I'll get there when I get there, if it's worth getting to. Uh, let's see. I got a grid two cockpit mod, all car online mode for steam. Sorry, that is one long run-on sentence, and I don't know what to make of it. Sorry. Uh, as an HTCP home theater PC, will it support full Atmos? Uh, this does have an optical output. And so, in theory, this would support full 7.2 7 Adobe, uh, Dolby Atmos. I almost said Adobe Atmos. Dolby Atmos. Uh, potentially. Orville is better than New Trek? Ah, uh, yes, but Strange New Worlds is better than Orville. That much I know, and that much I will attest to. Uh, Jeff, did you get a haircut? No, I simply gave up. Uh, and eventually, your hair looks good if it gets long enough. And that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, the last haircut I got... It wasn't that long ago. Yet... You say it wasn't that long ago? It was solidly last year. No, no. Your new profile picture on Twitter is your haircut. I was in the studio the day you left to go get your haircut. You were not. Yes, I was. You were not. I promise you, you were then not. You, then your hair grows really slow. Look at your Twitter profile picture. I was in the room when you took that. You were not in the room when I took that picture. You were not in the room when I took that I picture. I was in the bathroom. <laughs> no, you were not. Okay. I'm progressing along through 2021. Let's go to your videos here. Let's go to craft. Yeah, the thumbnails will tell you all you need to know. I think it was sometime in September when I got no, that haircut. It was like March. Look at your March. hair. Look at your hair in the Steam OS video. Like that's pretty short. Okay, I'm looking at November. Look at you one uh let, let's see here. Look at your hair two months ago. You're I'm looking for sucked. the selfie that I took. Okay, you had long hair four months ago. I found the Can selfie. Turn that scale, replace your hypervisor. I found Custom. the selfie. Okay. Because there it ago, is. Four months ago, between uh, between um, heavy metal video and I broke some stuff, the Y-Win Lyra um, video. So, the Y-Win Lyra video, you have a fresh haircut. 
Okay. Uh, oh, that's a damn good haircut, too. Look now, here's that. the deal. You're not correct because I got my haircut on Sunday. I remember yeah. that much. Fine. Uh, it was in February, but it was very early February. So you had just started. Yeah, probably. I guess, I guess so. I don't know why I'm throwing down about a haircut. I just remember. Right. You're I throwing down the- hard. It was Valentine's Day, the day that I got my haircut. Well, what can I say? I remember Valentine's Day. You know, it's an important day for us, Jeff. <laughs> it was a damn good haircut, too. That's like, a great haircut. Not going to lie. Um, although I... Look, there was that shabby middle period in it. And and I'm not going to lie. Like, it was... It was rough for a couple of weeks. Um, it's starting to, like, get some body and, like, lay like I... Like, it doesn't look bad right now. You it's know, not honest, bad. like looking at all of your thumbnails, like all of your your hair looks great. Like it's really short in the Ywin uh, uh-huh. Lyra video. It grows out. Uh, we do. The... My hair has always grown very gracefully. Yeah, but it gets long and it gets By long. Time... Unex- what, what my hair will do, uh, my hair doesn't get long. It gets bigger. And, uh, and it gets bigger to the point where it will start curling on the sides. And that's usually the point where I get a haircut. However, my hair has never been as long as it is on top of my head. Well, you know what you did right? You got the fade. I got the fade. The fade was, and it's a good one too. Right. And so I got the fade this time around and I really liked it. And, uh, and whatnot. And and so it's the sides that will usually like grow down to my ears and then it will curl up and yeah. it'll give me wings. And yeah. and that's the point. It's like I have to get a haircut. That's and, what all uh, of your, your thumbnails look like right before like heavy metal and backwards. Yeah. Like look at the ITX retro rocket. Oh, video. it's bad. Oh, it's bad. But then it looks great. It starts looking a little long again at business in a box. Right. Around that time. But then it starts getting better. Yeah. And and at this point, I'm at the point of like, it's better enough where I'm like, how far do I go with it? Like, yeah, why not? Like, am I really a Linux user? <laughs> Are you a bearded IPA drinker it, or it, not? Do I really have those chops? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan sends over five dollars. Uh, both of you grow mullets and rename it to Talking Mullets. No, that's probably not going to happen. All Just right. going to say. Keep those five bucks coming. I'll do it. Right. I mean, Red'll Red'll do anything for five bucks. Trust me. Uh, Gary says he shaved his head. Now I look like Agent Forty Seven. I've shaved my head before. Uh, gosh, it was high school when I did that. Um. That was a while ago. That was. I'm not saying I couldn't do it now, but I also told my wife that I'm not gonna fight any kind of thinning or or you know, like I'm not gonna rock up a card and go like no 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 it'll totally come over and look fine like no like if it dies it dies. Every once in a while I get irritated and I just go number two buzz cut. That's the closest I've come to shaving. Yeah. I just go number two buzz cut, buzz it all off. I did that a couple years ago. I do that 
quite a bit actually but yeah i did that last summer i i, I went i'm tired of this i'm gonna just you know knock everything off yeah. and uh then yeah um but also uh, i had a decent barber uh and then i moved and now i'm like an hour and 20 minutes away from my barber and it's like i'm not driving an hour and 20 minutes for a haircut like like they were a great barber they were a fantastic barber but that's a ways to go for a haircut and and for like three years i cut my own hair because it's like like number one with we moved in december of 2019 and and i needed a haircut then and I finally got one in March right before, like literally the day before we went into lockdown, I got a haircut. And, and I think I rocked that thing until August. And, and since then, it's been like every six months, I'm just going to shave it. Uh, and that's kind of what I did until February when I went, you know what? I'm going to find a barber locally. And I found a barber and they were great. And then I called for another appointment like a month ago and they never called me back. And it's like, I need a haircut help me <laughs> you're my only hope yeah 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 you can you guys can look back at talking heads episode 196 and you can see me and jeff both rocking short haircuts yeah of course red didn't have the uh phenomenal mustache that he's got right now no well and even then it's it's hidden amongst uh you're you're, you're trying of... to fade it out it's not working yet uh, I'm not going to fade it out. I just haven't found a moment to shave my face appropriately. <laughs> it, it, it's around to stay. You're, we'll see. You're committed uh, at this point? I, I won't say that I'm committed to the mustache, but uh, I, I wanted to get through like 4th of July, you know, show it off to people that hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> and then maybe we'll see. I might go clean shaven for a while. It's been a long time since I've gone clean shaven. <sighs> Uh, so this last weekend, my wife and I celebrated our, we'll, we'll leave on this. My, my wife and I celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary and our 19th year together. Good Lord. Right. Um, in that time, my wife has seen my chin once. Well, I don't know. There's a joke in there somewhere, but I couldn't find it quick enough. Right. Uh, my chin has seen daylight one time in the last almost two decades. And I don't know look... that it will ever see daylight again. It might look great. Might surprise yourself. But I remember what it looked like. And I like uh, this better. Your your perception changes. I started growing a beard because, like, I, I don't know. Well, I you look like that, so... Well, shut up. But yeah, exactly, though. That's why I decided to grow it. I was like, I just don't want to shave. I need, like, and I'm sick, you know. So you I know what the difference is between for... you and me? I own it. Well, hey, I grew a mustache, and I'm unashamed of that. That was fun while it lasted, so. Look, yep. you can even see it. Last week, last week when I was You know damn heads, well you came out of the bathroom as a joke going, hey, honey, I got a mustache. And she goes, oh, God. And you're like, yeah, I could work this to my advantage. Well, that's how it started. Yeah, I know. But that's how lots of things start in my life. <laughs> yeah, I've met your wife. 
And I think that's a great place as any to end it here on episode 239 of Talking Heads. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. Follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing. Follow him at Red is Awesome or at Game Devs Quest for that little thing he does on the side. Uh, anything to promote this week? Nothing to promote. Just check out our videos as we're dropping them over at uh, youtube.com slash Craft Computing. And, uh, or Game Devs yeah. Quest. Yeah, whatever. I don't drop videos for Game Devs Quest. Okay, but... okay. Oh, you're pimping but... me on your your two minutes of fame now. All right. Yeah, I mean, you can find us at GameDevsQuest.com, but otherwise, keep an eye out for the videos we're dropping at Craft Computing. You there know? you go. There you go. It's what $5 buys you anymore. Yeah, you know, whatever. I was feeling generous. <laughs> what am I, hops and brews? Just yeah, here to get you five minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. Join the Patreon if you want to keep this conversation going over on the Discord server. We do an after show every Wednesday night at 10.30 p.m. until usually about midnight. Sometimes later, depends on how much I've had to drink. Uh, although Rambo keeps opening my door, so I don't know how long I'm going to keep tonight going on. But hey, I'll be there for at least a little while. Uh, keep the party going all all week long over on the Discord. Uh, join us every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Oh, and I do have one more announcement in two weeks' time. Not this next week, but the week after. Craft Computing Talking Heads will be shifting time slots. We will be going back in time a full two hours to 6 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern. That's right, you East Coast guy. Or no, sorry, 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 p.m., not, not to get you guys excited. Close. You still have to Close. stay up, just not as late. <laughs> 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Pacific, starting on July the 6th. Craft Computing, Talking Heads coming at you live two hours earlier. That will be the new normal. Get ready for it. Hopefully it'll bring some more viewers. Yeah, as, and hopefully it doesn't impact the rest of y'all too much because, you know, as, as awesome as you presence. all are, 100 viewers for me ain't getting it done. So we got to do something. Uh, yeah, two hours earlier. Make sure to catch us July the 6th. New bat time, new bat channel. Uh, beyond that, thank you so much for watching. And as always, we'll see you next week. Cheers, all. Cheers, everyone.